can, can we walk our dogs together? I just want to see. The size difference? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure. Eleventh episode uh, of the True North Witches podcast, yeah. and Stephanie is talking about amethyst. Yep, yep. <laughs> and I will be talking about the cauldron. Very good. <clears throat> okay, so amethyst. Um, <laughs> so amethyst is actually a it's a heat treated quartz. Um, it can be man-made, but it can also be um, nature-made, which is um, the nature-made is uh, the purple is more like vibrant, I would say, rather than like uh, when it's man-made, the, the purple, it, the, it's not as purple. I think I have a bit of both. Yeah, I've got both um, laying around my house, uh, oh, my tiny apartment. So folk names for amethyst uh, is Amethystus sounds like oh. a sounds like a Greek god. I uh, was just thinking that <laughs> it's ancient Greek for sober. <laughs> uh, it is known as the all healer, uh, not water soluble, and non toxic. No, it is water. So- no, it's not water soluble, and yeah, non toxic. Um, its gender profile is feminine. Its element profile is air and water. Planets it's aligned with are Jupiter and the Moon. I think that's why, like, I love it so much. Um, signs that rule amethyst are Aquarius and Pisces. Um, de- deities that are associated are Eros, Artemis, Bacchus, Buddha, Cupid, Diana, Dionysus, and Saint Valentine. Uh, right? Chakras are crown and the third eye. Uh, It's good for, now this is a list, please pay attention, Um, optimism, peace, protection, uh, breaks addictions and bad habits, calming, uh, chastity, clarity, cleansing, courage, happiness, healing, humility, intelligence, luck, meditation, Um, it's a psychic abilities enhancer stone, same with psychic dreams, relaxation, sobriety, victory, and wisdom, so um, like I said before, it's the all healer. Um, healing ability, abilities are um, acne, anxiety, depression, insomnia, and mood swings. Maybe that's why I've been so in, like, like terrible sleeping lately. Maybe I need to re-cleanse all of my amethyst. That might do it. Um, so its divination meanings are um, I do not need to reward myself any excess of any kind to feel good. Um, dreaming of ane- amethyst signifies freedom from harm. Good for communication with angel- the angelic realm. Oh. Mm. It's considered a goddess crystal. I can see that. <laughs> right? Uh, and it's like amethyst is, it's the talisman. It's the, like the stone I use as a talisman all the time. Some lore, according to Ovid, the Roman poet, Amethyst was a nymph 
pursued by Bacchus, some legends say Dionysus, and desperate to escape him, called on the goddess Diana, who uh, rescued her by transforming her into a shiny stone of pure cold crystal. Furious Bacchus, or Dionysus, threw his glass filled with wine onto the stone, giving it its purple hue. Um, The use of amethyst can be traced back as far as 25,000 BC to the Neolithic people of Europe, once considered a stone of royalty. So like um, King Henry VIII, uh, I didn't even write this part down because I'm obsessed with the the whole Tudor line. Um, So King Henry VIII was obsessed with like this amethyst stone and had it... um, made into uh or uh, affixed to his crown oh Mm -hmm. egyptian egyptians used it to ease fears and guilt greeks and romans used it for protection from overindulgence okay Mm -hmm. god i just love amethyst i use it in literally any like everything it's part of every piece of jewelry i have other than like my wedding like my engagement ring yes but yeah like i have it everywhere um but there isn't really a good like crossover between amethyst and a cauldron so i guess this is my segue into cauldrons <laughs> ah well yeah. then not a great segue. Oh, I just want to mention when it comes to amethyst. Yes, it is an all healer, and it's really great. But um, if you don't have the proper intention, <laughs> favorite word, uh, it nothing works for you. No. Yeah. No. Put your intention there, focus, and if you're saying like if someone comes up to me and they go, it's just not working. And you're telling me your intention, quote unquote, is there. I don't believe you. Nope. Because something's blocking you. I mean, there are other factors as well. There may actually be something blocking this person. Yeah. But so like, they need to maybe a little extra boost, maybe a little bit more intention. Um, <laughs> maybe a little more protection on their part. Throw some cinnamon on it. Pew! <laughs> Just a little. You almost made me spit out my beer. I would have been so bad. <laughs> beer, not the beer. Well, not the beer all over my computer that already is dying. And... You're right. That's bad. That's bad. <laughs> <clears throat> so, cauldrons. Oh, this is going to be one of our regular uh, editing stuff. I'm so sorry. (laughs) That's okay. I actually don't mind. Like I said, I giggle. Like, I laughed my ass through, like, 99% of the last time. Because (laughs) half the time, I could not find the right words. And all you hear is... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Puppy's hard. Words are hard. <laughs> oh, okay. So cauldron is it is a noun. It is a large kettle or boiler. Uh, something or also another 
definition for it is something resembling a boiling cauldron in intensity or degree of agitation. Okay. And that was that I actually got that uh, from uh, Miriam Webster, which is a, a dictionary, um, just the website, but I got it from the, uh, so that's from the dictionary. Okay. So this is from witchcraft and witches. Uh, dot com and it says a cauldron in general is a large metal pot or kettle for cooking and or boiling over an open fire with a large mouth and often with an arc shaped hanger traditionally it was made from cast iron and rests on three legs although the cauldron has largely fallen out of use in the industrialized world as a cooking vessel Almost all cauldrons are made from cast iron, as this material is highly resilient to fire and will not burn or be damaged from the flames like other materials. Cast iron is also durable and strong, and if properly kept clean and dried out after use, will not rust out like other material or other metals or materials. And that quote comes from Moonlight Magic. So a little bit of the history of the cauldron. Uh, cauldrons have long been used within Wicca and witchcraft for many different purposes, and from ancient times to current, the cauldron has been a mainstay within the craft. A cauldron can be used for anything from cooking to being used as incense burners or even as a fire-resistant pit for burning items for rituals and spells. In Wicca, uh, cauldrons symbolize the womb of the goddess and can also represent rebirth and purification through fire. The cauldron is considered a sacred vessel to the goddess, and so many individuals within the craft favor using it for this purpose. In Celtic-influenced Wicca, the cauldron represents the goddess Caridwyn, and the Celtic uh, legend also tells of a cauldron that was useful to uh, war, uh, warring armies. Wow, I can't even read my writing. Uh, dead warriors could be put into the cauldron and would be returned to life, save that they would be uh, they would lack the speed. The blah blah blah. Talking tired, I know. So let's start that again. So it's it tells of the a cauldron that was useful to warring armies. Dead warriors could be put into the cauldron and would be returned to life. Save that they lacked the power of speech. It was suspected that they lacked souls. These warriors could go back into battle until they were killed again. And that again was from Moonslight Magic, the website. In modern Wicca, however, the cauldron is still regularly used. It can be placed in a sacred or ritual circle and used to burn items during a ritual, to hold the ingredients necessary for a spell or incantation, for scrying in water, as a container for making brews and potions, or to provide a vessel in which transmutation, germination, and transformations occur. It is a symbol of the womb of the goddess, like I've stated before, and um, this website also talks a little bit about um, the Caridwyn, but it also adds in Irish mythology, Tirnanog, the Irish land of the dead or other world, was presided over by a crone and her cauldron to which all life returns 
to await rebirth. And that's from the website Witches and sorry, Witchcraft and Witches. So I then have 10 ways to use your cauldron. And uh, this starts by saying, try scrying in it. Use it for banishing rituals. Perfect for fire festivals to make your moon water in. Now, if you are, I would like to premise this by saying, um, if you are drinking your moon water, please make sure that this is a clean vessel and you haven't also burned something in it recently and not cleaned it out. Um, also, note for that, um, if you're drinking your moon water, please make sure, like, if it's moon water you've kept from, say, like, uh, I have moon water from the last supermoon of 2019. Um, just make sure that it hasn't gone bad. That can happen. Make sure that it's covered. Yeah. We should do, you and I should do a whole thing on water, like, in general, because there's a couple different types of waters, and there's a couple different cautionary things that I think we probably should go over as, like, a dual topic. Mm -hmm. Because, um, yeah. (laughs) definitely uh don't yeah make sure your moon water is not gone gone bad now mind you if you've taken it out of like a water bottle and put it into a clean glass container you theoretically should be okay uh yeah but still be careful yeah you can burn oils in your cauldron um you can get to kitchen witches uh, not all card cauldrons are food safe, so please also be cautious of that. Yeah, mine's not food safe. Uh, yeah. But it's I, like I have a- those little small ones from like Earth and Sky, uh, where it doesn't even really look cast iron because it's too new. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, I get that. I ha- I had one. I had to throw it out. It got rusted out in the bottom mm. um, a while yeah. ago, so I, I need a new one. You can experiment with custom incense blends in your cauldron. Gather rainwater. Again, if you are thinking of, you know, using this, just be careful that, you know, first off, you're being safe and it's not in with other things. And second off, please make sure that um, if you're keeping your moon water for long periods of time that it hasn't, or your rainwater for long periods of time, that it hasn't gone off. Yeah. Um, you can you include your cauldron in fertility spells, and you can also send your desires to the heavens. Um, slightly like you know um, how I was stating, uh, well, one of us stated last time um, to if you're an in the closet witch and can't you no know, practice spells like burning your intention into the air. That's the same kind of thing. Mm. And that was from moodymoons.com. This is not going to be a very long episode, I can tell you that, because I'm at the end of what I'm speaking about. And mine <laughs> was very long, too, but written down, it was like four pages. Mine was like five. I'm down to the end, but I've got one more thing to say. And this is not cited from anything. Um, this is just uh, how I use my cauldron. Um and I decided to actually write this down because I actually do use a cauldron in my practice. Not everybody does. You don't have to if you don't want to. Um, but I have 
four specific cauldrons. Or at least I had four specific cauldrons. I have three now. Want a fourth one? Mm-hmm. I have a small one. like Ste- I had a small one, like Steph is mentioning, um, that I kept on my altar at all times. And that was for burning incense and, and charcoal discs and things like that. And that's how I would create my black salt. Like part of the way that I would create my black salt is that I would take the scrapings from that and then add like black charcoal and some other herbs and things like that and salt into the mix to make my black salt. Mm -hmm. I have a slightly larger one that I use outside. And you don't have to have this many, but I just happen to have this many because cauldrons are a passion of mine. (laughs) Cauldrons are a passion of mine and I just kind of inherit them. Like crystals, Um, you can never have enough. (laughs) Exactly. So my slightly larger one is like a little like cauldron. Like it says like pot of gold or something, but it's like a metal like cauldron looking thing that's all gold. So I use that one for any of my like outside altar stuff so that I don't have to bring my altar and it might get rusty again. Um, I have one, (laughs) one that I have that again, I got at the antiques mall for like 20 bucks. It's a decent size. Yes. Um, it is a decent size, but it is only one that I use and I have it in a, like a bin. Um, but it is one I use for making fires outside. So it is what I consider a burning cauldron. So if I'm like burning anything for ritual like large rituals that's what I use and then I have one more cauldron and it is specifically for use in the kitchen so it is my kitchen specific in all honesty it is just a stock pot but Mm. it is what I use for like if I'm doing stuff that needs to be in a stock pot for like any of the sabbats. Okay. Any of that, like, kitchen witchery kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, if I'm doing, like, baked stuff, clearly I can't do that in that. But, like, if I'm making any food or anything like that, usually that's what I put it in. Or at least try to. Mm. And I also have a where you can find some of these um Things. And again, this is not from any store. This is just from my own knowledge because, you know, <laughs> I've been doing this for some time and I've done my research and things like that. You can find them at antiques places. And if you're looking hard enough at the antiques places, sometimes they'll have some really nice ones that they've kept in really good condition, like my burning bowl one. Mm hmm. And they are wonderful for either using for a burning bowl, but some will also keep them in great condition still for cooking. Yeah. But just be aware that it has been seasoned is what it's called. Yeah. Seasoned before you go using it. And if they don't know if it's been seasoned, look up seasoning cast iron and, uh, there's so many things online now about about that 
Yeah. Because so many people are switching back over to cast iron. Because I know most of my... Cast iron cooking is just better. It is. Um, my pots are not exactly cast iron. But they are, like, not regular pots. They're, mm-hmm. like, a step between the two. Yeah. Where you can put them from the stovetop into the oven. And they did come with one piece of full cast iron. Oh. Pan. Yeah. But if I had my way, we would have full cast iron. It's just really expensive. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can find uh, cast iron in thrift shops. Um, just keep your eye open. You can. I know people who have found decent uh, deals on cauldrons and cast iron things at thrift stores. Um, online. Um, I have my eye on one, a small one. It's like 21 bucks on Amazon. Yeah. And it's not one with like the triple goddess symbol. So if you are a kind of witch in the closet, but your parents still let you burn stuff because it smells cool in quotes, um, you can use that instead and not be as obvious. Yeah. Um, you can find them in specialty shops like occult shops or anything like that or online specialty shops home Home hardware will will have them yes yes they will Um, I was going to say outdoor places because I know uh, Cabela's and Bass Pro has like the larger versions of cast iron yeah. Um, and this is fun. So if you're using, and this is going to go also into our dollar store, which you won on the 20th episode, but I thought I'd put it in here too, just because it is easy. If you're using it just for incense um, and you need something and uh, cast iron is not available to you, you can make your own by going to your dollar store and taking, like, it could be a, a one of their bowls, either, you know, it can be glass, I've used glass before, or uh, any of their, like, ceramic dishes, and taking some sand or salt, because you can also get, like, that colorful sand at the dollar store if you really want. I know you can get it at the Dollar Tree anyway. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you put the sand in the bowl, and that distributes the heat so it doesn't break the bowl that you're using. So if you're using it for incense or anything like that, you can use that instead of the cast iron. And especially if you're a witch in the closet or a witch on a budget, those are best because if you're trying to also save space or put it away quickly, you can put the sand or the salt that you have into another container and just have the bowl looking like an innocent bowl and then put the the salt away so it can't be seen. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's legitimately all I had for you. (laughs) So this is going to be one of our like smallest episodes. You know what? We'll make up for it during Creepycast. So... 
that is true. That is true. That's going to be a long, long ass uh, episode. Um, but I know these are difficult times for everybody. Um, no matter if you're in the witch community, you're in the closet witch or anything like that. Uh, so you can always give us an email there at truenorthwitches at gmail.com. I know this is probably going to go up the day that you have to have your submissions in, but please do not forget to get your creepy, weird, odd, strange stories in. They don't even have to be like ghost stories. Just something just, creepy. Just something, something happened creepy. with the universe, right? Yeah, and get them into us at the email uh, would probably be best because yes. Steph and I are always on our emails. But you can also find us uh, on our social medias. On, um, you can find us on Facebook uh, at True North Witches, um, at Instagram at True North Witches, Twitter at True North Witches, and TikTok at True North Witches. And now that I'm getting all of the um videos up you can also find um the begin the introductions or trailers to each of our episodes before i post the episode on youtube and that is also true north witches uh i also have small little uh videos such as altar tours for any of the sabbats uh we do have an in the closet uh witchcraft video up if you're looking uh, more information for that steph made that for us and i also have the honey jar uh episode up as well all right but don't hesitate to reach out to us we of course want to hear from you um but stay safe Yep, stay safe and uh, try to, I, I know it's not a, <laughs> not the ideal time, but time of anything, for anything. Um, but to our essential workers who are listening to this podcast, uh, we do, <laughs> we, we do, do appreciate you. Yes, we do appreciate you, especially as a uh, essential worker in quotes myself. And uh, <laughs> um to our essential workers and our frontline workers, uh, we do appreciate you. Uh, we do, you know, light a candle for you as, as often as we can um, and send healing and protection energies your way because we know that you are fighting for all of us who can stay at home and do nothing. Um, Which I am no longer doing. And, and are fighting to, you know. Okay, folks. Uh, that's all we have for you today. I know it was a short episode, but uh, in two more episodes, I guarantee you, you'll be sick and tired of hearing our voices. God, why haven't they stopped talking yet? <laughs> anyway, that's all we have for you today. We will see you in the next episode of True North Witches. Have a wonderful week, witches. Bye.